Out of the depth, I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today begins the long preparatory cycle before the greatest feast of our liturgy, Easter. Three Sundays of preparation before following Jesus' steps in the desert, before entering this holy season of Lent, before uniting ourselves to our Lord in His silent and deep retreat, and before facing His passion, death, and finally, His glorious resurrection. Septuagesima, Sunday that we celebrate today, meditating on the fall of men. Sexagesima, 60 days, next Sunday, meditating on the deluge. And Quinquagesima, 50 days, meditating on the sacrifice of Abraham. Through that liturgical season is described the fight between good and evil, between the almighty power of God and the power of Satan. The constant battle that we have to face on earth is described through the 40 days of Lent. And finally, the victory promised by God. Victory over the power of evil through the resurrection of our Lord. Out of the depth, I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. In order to enter in this preparation before Easter, and you see that the color at the altar has changed all of a sudden, we went from the joy of Christmas to the morning the sorrow of this preparation before Easter with the purple collar, no flowers on the altar, although it could be possible. The organ is still being played, but there is no more Alleluia. So only one attitude in this long preparation before Easter. One attitude. Attitude of humility. Attitude of total dependence from God's grace. Attitude which necessarily implies to recognize our weakness, our misery, our imperfections, our incapacity to follow His will without His constant help and support, without His grace. So we are starting today our pilgrimage to Golgotha, to our Lord's passion and death and resurrection. Therefore, we need to adopt that same attitude as He did before facing His passion and death. He accepted to embrace our human nature and of course free from all sin. He gave us the example for us to follow. So let us begin that pilgrimage with a contrite heart, contrite soul, with a profound hatred for sin, with a deep contrition for all our sins, so as to be able to unite ourselves to Him and to receive, receive from Him everything we need to know, to love, and to serve Him better. Each one of us has been called to follow Christ on His way of the cross. And if we are here today in this little chapel, it is because God from all eternity wanted us to participate in a certain way to His passion and to His glorious resurrection. If once again, if only we accept to take our cross with Him. If only we accept, like these laborers in today's gospel, to work in His vineyard, to work in His church and for His church. Don Guéranger, a spiritual commentator, 
on the liturgical year he wrote, the morning is our childhood. The third hour that we read in the gospel, the third hour, according to time division used by the ancients in counting their day, is sunrise. It is our youth. The sixth hour, by which name they called our midday, is manhood. The eleventh hour, which immediately preceded sunset, is old age. The master of the house calls his laborers at all these different times, all these various hours. They must go that very hour. They that are called in the morning may not put off their starting for the vineyard under pretext of going afterwards when the master shall call them later. Why do you stand here all day idle? In fact, through our baptism, we have been constituted members of the church, children of God and laborer of his vineyard. Far from us, therefore, any kind of spiritual torpor, spiritual sloth, spiritual laziness. And if we feel that sloth is spiritual laziness, has taken too much place in our soul, it is not too late to renew the commitments of our baptism, the commitments of our Catholic faith, the commitments of our vocation, of our marriage, and so on. We have the promise not to be left alone. Go you also into the vineyard, says the Lord, and I will give you whatever is just. What could be the reward for working in a vineyard where the grape used to make the wine is priceless? These grapes are nothing else than the sacrifice of Jesus, which will become a heavenly wine, his own precious blood. There be very many come to the faith, comments St. Gregory, but few arrive at the heavenly kingdom. Many follow God in words, but shun Him in their lives, whereof spring two things to be thought upon. The first, that none should presume aught concerning himself. For though he be called to the faith, he knows not whether he shall be chosen to the kingdom. Secondly, that none should despair of his neighbor, even though he sees him lying in vices because he knows not the riches of the divine mercy. End of quote. Once again, we have the description of what should be our attitude at the beginning of our pilgrimage to that new Jerusalem, to Golgotha, where Christ will soon die on the cross. Humility against any type of presumption and charity towards our neighbor. That is the exact attitude of our Lord. Come to me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. For our pilgrimage to Easter, the way has been made for us already. We just need to follow the star. I think since a previous uh, sermon, you know quite well astrology. We have talked in the past about Mary as this star that guides us to Christ, the Son, the risen Son. So to conclude, let us 
follow this prayer, this exhortation from the great St. Bernard as a guideline for our pilgrimage. Let us hold the hand of Mary and St. Joseph. And here is what St. Bernard says. All of you who see yourselves amid the tides of the world, tossed by storms and tempests, rather than walking on the land, do not turn your eyes away from this shining star, unless you want to be overwhelmed by the hurricane. If temptation storms, or you fall upon the rocks of tribulation, look at the star, call upon Mary. If you are tossed by the waves of pride and ambition, detraction or envy, look to the star and call upon Mary. If anger or avarice or the desires of the flesh dash against the ship of your soul, turn your eyes to Mary. If troubled by the enormity of our crimes, ashamed of your guilty conscience, terrified by dread of the judgment, you begin to sink into the gulf of sadness or the abyss of despair, think of Mary. In dangers, in anguish, in doubt, think of Mary, call upon Mary. Let her name be even on your lips, ever in your heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.